everyone, welcome to my podcast. Today I'll be discussing a very um, popular issue and it is often not widely discussed because uh, unfortunately media does not bring a lot of attention to that. But uh, in my podcast, I will be discussing the media representations of Muslim women as well as the power relation between men and women in Islam and Muslims, uh, Muslim women in politics and Muslim women in fashion. So, um, as you guys know, Muslims are a minority group and they're often a target for discrimination. Unfortunately, media portrayal of Islam is very, very negative. Um, they, um, media only shows one side of the story and oftentimes Islam and Muslims in general are highly stereotyped and associated with certain negative attributes. Um, but unfortunately, this is more a prevalent issue for Muslim women as they are also judged based on their outer appearances because their religion, um, which is Islam, um, requires, like in Islam, women are required to cover certain parts of their body. Um, so if they wear the hijab, burqa, or um, the niqab, the West often associates wearing these religious symbols with male oppression. The West oftentimes thinks, uh, they think that Muslim women are highly oppressed by uh, male relatives or by males in general, and they're forced to like do certain things or to wear certain things, but of course that's not the case. And they are often thought of as oppressed, again, uneducated and close-minded. And these stereotypes unfortunately create a lot of challenges and barriers for Muslims, but specifically Muslim women, as they're more prone to those stereotypes and they apply, like, I guess, the West um, targets Muslim women more because of their outer appearance. And um, also Muslim women can not only face discrimination because of their religion, but also gender. You know, it's harder being a Muslim female rather than a Muslim male because you can also be discriminated for your gender. And in many cases, unfortunately, Muslim women often feel the pressure by society to clarify themselves because they don't want people to think that this is true or these stereotypes are like the reality because they're not and they want to prove the stereotypes wrong and they want to show it that it's unreliable and that's not actually the case so it's very unfortunate and it's very sad that muslim women feel the pressure to clarify themselves and they actually have to explain themselves to shift people's views uh, from the stereotypes and the media portrayal the media portrayal of uh, of muslim women so that's it for um the first section uh the next section i'll be talking about uh so this was just an intro the next section i'll be uh going deeper into the issue i will be discussing the power relation between men and women in islam so stay tuned for more So in the next section, I will be talking about the power relation between men and women in Islam. So um, women and men in Islam are equal, but unfortunately society uh, has the opposite view. Um, especially in Islam, men are, uh, they're thought of like, society thinks that men are more, um, or have more power than women and the fact that women are oppressed, uh, according to society, that's what they think. But um, that's not the case in the religion itself. Um, they have the same duties and obligation in terms of uh, their religion. And um, the power relation of men and women in Islam is not necessarily being, uh, it's not necessarily a matter of being equal. 
but uh, the key is to inter- uh, integrate or the integration of the rules. So uh, the rules of men cannot be completed without the rules of women in Islam. And at first, this may sound like, or it may sound like it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to give you an example. So for example, there's day and there's night. There cannot be day without night because it's like a cycle. And you cannot say that one is better than the other because it is a cycle that requires both to be dependent on each other. There needs to be night in order for, for there to be day and vice versa. So same thing applies in terms of the roles of men and women in Islam. Together they are equal. So night and day create day. So like they're equal. And um, in addition to that, men and women, because uh, due to the, integ- uh, the integration of the roles and they complete um, each other's roles and makes like a whole cycle, uh, they cr- men and women together create the foundation of community building which is really important because a community cannot be built with like one type of person or one like a group of people because a community is all about integration of many different people like different ethnicities cultures and same thing applies in terms of gender men and women create the foundation of community building and in addition to that um, women are entitled to the same rights Uh, as men so making them totally equal so for example women can own property they can be leaders uh, they can become rulers and they can do anything men can do like just because they're women that doesn't uh, that doesn't take away any rights from them and um, to bring up a historical or religious example uh, in the Quran as so basically the uh, monotheistic religion so judaism um christianity and islam uh these three religions believe uh in adam and eve but uh depends on the context but um talking here about islam specifically because it varies from like religion to religion in islam adam and eve uh when they were in heaven and when they ate from the tree they were both punished it's not like eve was blamed for um because so yeah because um there is often that stereotype that women are oppressed in the quran did not say that eve was blamed for you know breaking god's uh orders or doing so they were both banned from heaven and they were both punished for what they committed so they are both held responsible and that shows that um, there is um, the equal power relation between men and women in Islam and uh, there is no preference of a specific gender. Uh, they're both equal and um, that breaks through a lot of stereotypes and this is the reality but unfortunately this is not how media de- displays it and a lot of people do not know this and um, but that's the case, you know, that's a reality of uh, of the religion itself. And in the next section, I will be talking about Muslim women in politics. And then after that, I will be also, um, the last thing I'll be talking about is Muslim women in fashion. So in this section, I will be talking about Muslim women in politics. And um, 
you know, it's not, um, before, like, like, I'll be talking about Muslim women specifically, but to begin with, like, women in general, um, there is that, uh, female stereotype that we shouldn't get into politics, we're not, like, we're weak, we should stick to more of the traditional roles, you know, because oftentimes media or the societal, um, expectations of women are not the same as men, and men are, uh, mostly the ones that are in politics and that's like a societal expectation of men like they should go into these higher positions and women unfortunately um are not seen as uh capable of uh going into these positions and of having these roles and all that and especially like so this is about like women in general but when i'm mentioning when i'm mentioning muslim women in politics that's even more rare and oftentimes that's not something that you would see in media but it does exist like there are a lot of muslim women in politics not necessarily just in the middle east where um there's a a high muslim population but even in the west um actually uh a while ago um the nation's first two muslim congressmen are sworn in and uh a really well-known um Muslim Congress woman. What's her name? Her name is Ilhan Omar. Uh, she's a congresswoman that recently got sworn in, and um, you know, for a well, for a Muslim female to be sworn in into the U.S. Congress, that's really inspiring, and it's something different because she's a minority population. She's a Somali American politician. And she's serving at the U.S. representative. And it's really, really nice to see that females, first of all, females are getting into politics. And especially a religious female of a religion that is often discriminated against and stereotyped. That's really, like, nice to see because it breaks through a lot of stereotypes. And when Muslim women or when women in general get into these high positions then change starts to happen because first they're going to break through the stereotypes and that's and when that happens younger generations or younger people are going to be inspired by these individuals because they're going to think that oh okay like i want to be like her or like they're going to find it really inspiring because she's different like it's not the traditional like men are the ones becoming politicians because when women or muslim women specifically um enter politics it creates um it creates diversity in terms of opinions and she can actually be a voice for the minority muslim population because they're the ones or many minorities but including muslims are often oppressed unfortunately due to media representations as i mentioned before be talking about is muslim women in fashion so um oftentimes you know in fashion magazines like vogue um elle Elle magazine you know magazines like that we see the stereotypical white women you know the slim white women posing in like a very sexual way um advertising something or just posed you know and really sexualized 
and we don't often see women um, or people of in general people of color or people who are religious it's often the white what uh, female or male mostly females because um, they're used as a method of advertising unfortunately um, but recently there's been a really really um, socially inspiring movement that has occurred so there is a Muslim model well there are a lot of Muslim models to begin with it's just a matter of media um, like exposing them or not because as we all know media is what educates people nowadays because that's what people are exposed to that's what people rely on for news or like discovering new things or searching up certain things you know and if media like if it's not on media then people probably won't know about it unless they do like their own like detailed research but usually like a top news story would be reported by media like that's how it that's how it becomes famous and well known and all that so recently there is this uh very known muslim model right now uh she's very very popular and she's gaining more popularity like every day um her name is halima aiden and she's an american uh, fashion model and um she has recently uh she was the first woman to wear the hijab in uh, a usa pageant and uh recently she was uh featured in a nike ad or sorry she was featured in um a burkini ad for sportswear and for those of you who don't know a burkini is like um an islamic or more modest version of the bikini and uh she was featured in an ad that really really was inspiring because a lot of times again with societal views and stereotypes people think that just because you're a muslim woman you can't do certain things or you're not able to do uh things that like regular people quote unquote might be able to do and this woman is i find her very inspiring she broke through all the stereotypes and she shows the world like she has shown it through media that like that just because i'm a woman of color just because i'm a muslim woman of color i can still be a model i can still pose in certain ways i can still wear like whatever i want and there's no feeling of like there's no feeling of oppression or discrimination or powerless it's the opposite it's totally empowering it's none of those negative attributes that media and society associates and um she uh she does a photo shoot um of her uh on a beach it's like a beach photo shoot um of her in a burkini and she's the first muslim model sorry first muslim model to wear hijab and a burkini on the cover of a sports magazine like wow like can you guys believe this like a few years ago like muslims or muslim women were not even like portrayed like that but look at the progress that we're going through like it's 2019 and muslim models are finally being featured on like world famous magazines you know and a lot of people think that muslims or muslim women are um they're becoming like in fashion now 
But to clarify, Muslim, a lot of Muslim women were already in fashion. Some of them owned companies or they own companies. Some of them are designers. Some of them are models. It's just the fact that media was not bringing attention to that. You know, just because media doesn't bring it to attention, that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You know, um, there has been many um, success uh and many empowering messages. A lot of people, like especially like Muslims, were being supportive of that because it's like, okay, finally, like there is like someone represents us, like, something different, you know. And it's like it's very beautiful to see diversity. Like diversity is beautiful, whether it's your color, your religion, your culture. Diversity is is what makes us all unique and beautiful. But unfortunately, like always, society always finds something to discriminate against unfortunately and there has been a lot of backlash um from people saying that like you know it's not good or like it's not like an it's not the vast ideal of beauty and you know i feel like um because that's not something that they're exposed to a lot or it's the first time they see something like that they usually just criticize and assume ugly because that's not or that does not necessarily fit with societal norms but that does not make it ugly or that doesn't stop it from being beautiful because beauty is not defined just because you don't fit into societal norms it does not mean that you're not beautiful societal norms are always criticizing and they won't be inclusive to everyone and um that's pretty much all i have to say for my podcast um it was really really nice you know talking about this because this is not often an issue that is discussed and especially like islam and you know muslims in general are often a lot of times associated with such negative connotations that it's so sad to see that like having your religion and even like sometimes your culture portrayed in such a negative way you know often like when you go go up to a stranger and ask them like summarize islam in three different words they're gonna stay violent, uh, press, uh, oppressed, or you know, terrorists and like stuff like that. Always, always with negative negativity. But as we can see, this is not fully the case. You know, when a when a group uses religion, when the group commits horrific act in the name of religion, that's not putting religion at fault. This is a matter that matter of terrorism is a whole different topic that should not be associated with religion because that's a matter of personality behavior and personalities and m- mental uh well-being and stuff like that. And uh media also plays a big role in it and it was really nice to see or it's finally nice to see some changes in society and some you know women some muslim women empowerment in politics in fashion uh the power relations and breaking through the societal stereotypes of men and women in islam and finally addressing that they are equal but people just aren't aware of that and that's all i have to say for my podcast uh thank you for listening it was really nice talking about these issues that are not highly discussed and um That's all I really have to say. Thank you for listening and bye.